You are now tuned in to the official podcast of the foundation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to the foundation. It is yours truly, the incredible DJ Battle in the building. And as you can see, we have a balanced panel tonight. We got two queens, two kings in the building. But hey, we usually go up to the 313, but this time we're going to start it off in the Hoosier State. What's going on, New Vision? What's up with it, y'all, man? Another day. Time to chop it up about the events of the past week and have a good time. What's happening? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, we're going to take it on down to the Queen City with our own Queen team, Pretty Girl. What's up? What's going on? It's your girl, Pretty Girl. All right, all right. Oh, man, we official tonight. I love it. I love it. But now we're going to take it on over to the great state of Texas. Our special guest, Miss Kathy, say something to him. Hey, how's everybody? Nice to see you guys again. All right, all right. And basically, this is disclaimer time. Basically, letting you guys know that, hey, just a couple kings, couple queens up in here. We're going to have a good time talking, have a good conversation. And uh, we don't want no legal issues. And why is that team pretty, girl? Entertainment only. That's it. Entertainment <laughs> only. Entertainment only. So, hey, hey, I know we're going to we want to jump into the inauguration. But first, 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 we got to talk. We got to talk about something that's really important. We're going to talk about credit. And uh, I'm going to let Kathy go ahead and introduce herself. And then we're going to jump straight to a few questions so you guys can get up to par with y'all credit. For sure. So thanks again for having me tonight, DJ Battle. I appreciate that. So <clears throat> I started a credit repair and financial literacy company, um, Laverne and Co. Consulting Company. So, and the and the reason that this company was started is because of my own personal struggles that has pushed me into better credit, better finances, and just a better quality of life. So it took me a long time to figure it out because, um, and I've learned this that African American families especially my own when we were growing up, we didn't talk about finances. We talked about everything but finances. We talked about what you pay to survive. But I got tired of surviving and I wanted to start living. So hence Laverne and Co. Consulting was born. That's where we are with that. So what do we do? Um, DJ, do you want to ask the questions or you want Sure, sure. I could jump straight into the questions. Uh, you can you can first talk about um, what is an authorized user and... How does it help? Okay, so a lot of us have children such as myself. And when they, a lot of people don't realize like when you're 18, you're automatically going to the system. It's like a child with a birth certificate. You don't exist until it's on record. So at 18, most children are in the system, the credit industry at 18. That's if their parents haven't used their social security numbers and all these things for electric bills and all these other things. And then by the time they get 18, their credit is shot. So let's just say we have a clean slate, somebody that's 18 and they want to be, they want to have credit without getting their credit shopped and all this stuff. So you, if you have credit cards, usually that's what it is. Credit cards that are in good standards. You can add that child to your credit report, that credit card, and then your score will bounce off of only that particular report that particular card onto your child's credit report. So an authorized user, yes, they can get a card, but I wouldn't advise giving them the card 
um, you can just, you, they just really want their name on the credit card that you are in great standings with. That means no late payments, no anything. So usually they start out somewhere between four and eight is their credit score. You, if, if, I, if my child started at four and I have an, a credit card that's in excellent shape, I can add her name. And then in about 30 to 60 days or less, her score is going to bump up to pretty much close to what mine is. And that's how we start our teenagers out here versus go make credit and go get into debt and figure out. And then you have all these inquiries and then your credit is shot. I hope that makes sense. So that's what an authorized user is. It's safe. It's not a cosigner. All you're saying is, yes, I'm going to add your name to this credit card. I'm not going to give it to you, but every time I'm on time, then that means your score is going to go up too. So that's what that is. Okay. Does it work in the reverse as well? You mean in reverse, like if you needed to be added? No, as in if I'm late with a payment and mine goes down, there goes down too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you only want to deal with a credit card that you have never had late payments on and you have excellent history and you add that person to yours. It doesn't necessarily have to be your child. It's just a way to help a child out. But you can do it for a friend or what have you. They don't get it. They don't get to make any decision or anything. They're just riding along the roller coaster with you while you're paying good status on that card. Okay. Okay. Okay, New Vision, you don't have no question about that? Um, not really, because I'm not I I do some credit stuff, but I don't really um I don't like credit personally. So yeah. <laughs> um but let me ask you this though. Does it make it what's the difference then between a cosigner and an authorized user if Either way it goes, they can still be affected. Like because, the, person, the additional because, person. Because a co-signer, it makes you responsible. An authorized user doesn't. So an authorized user could take the card and go crazy with it because you gave him permission and then you're responsible? Pretty much. But you don't um, want to do that. You don't want to give them the card. You don't. You just want them for their name on it. You got. It's got to be somebody you trust. That's why I recommended a child or a friend because they're going to get a card mailed out to them. But they need to hand that card to you because they don't have. They can't make any decisions or anything. They're just riding along. Most people do it just to boost their scores. They're trying to buy houses and cars. But I've always advised against co-signing. All the time, which that's one of the questions I think that we were going to talk about as far as the co-signing. So I'll just go right into that. I advise against co-signing. Why? Because if I can't make the payment, then my child or my friend is responsible for that. And two, if you co-sign, I feel like for a teenager that's coming into a new car or whatever it is that they're trying to buy as far as a loan, they're doing it based on relying that you're going to help them if they can't make it. So is that really affordable for them? No, it's not. So I feel like as, as a, an advisor, I think that we should teach them how to get the credit to do it on the income that they have, not as far as co-signing. So I, I completely advise against that. Yeah, I did it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. I co-sign for one of my children. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> We're gonna jump to straight to the next question on on um how do you maintain your your score once you get the score? 
Okay, so all over the internet, you always hear about these secrets. There's so many credit secrets and all this stuff. How do people get to 850 for credit secrets? The key is, I think, paying things on time. There's no other way to actually say it other than pay your bills on time. Is that always possible? Sometimes not because people fall on hard times and all these things. But at the same time, if you have good history with ABC credit card company and you've been with them for seven or eight months, and then something happens and you couldn't make a payment or you missed the payment, you can always invest in yourself and write them a letter that's called a goodwill adjustment. So what you're doing is say, hey, please forgive me. I've fallen behind. Nine times out of 10, most credit card companies will give you a courtesy adjustment and remove the late payment. But most of us don't do that. We just ignore it. It was like, oh, well, whatever. And then when you try to go buy something, that late payment is going to hurt you. So I feel like if you're going to be late, only if you have a good relationship, not late every single month, you know, I'm talking like a good history and you're late, don't call them, write them a letter because it shows that you put forth the effort and all that stuff. And you just simply say, hey, you know, explain your situation and ask them to remove the late payment and your score goes back up significantly and you don't have that in your payment history. So, okay. so let me ask, why is it a problem um, to gain credit when you haven't had it. Like, I've never had a credit card ever. Okay. You've never had a credit card. Probably, I I'm going to say this, maybe not towards you, but, but some of the clients that I'm almost at 50 clients. So some of the clients that I have, one of them is 52. He's never had a credit card in his life. Excuse me, 54. Oh, and he said, I never knew how to, I never knew how to get it. I never knew how to do it. So there are credit builders that you can start. And I'll tell y'all because, you know, this is some of the ones that I use in mine, but credit builders, you can get like self. You see that a lot of the times on the internet. And what it is, is a loan where you pay yourself. So it's about $25 a month. And in 24 months, you get that money back. It comes to like 540 something dollars, I think, and some change. And you get that back in a lump sum after two years. Because the banks, I'll tell you a secret about loans. The banks don't care if you pay $1 per month or $1,000 per month. They only care about are you on time. So that's pretty much how you do it. And it's not like it was back in the olden days. You have to have all this good credit before you can get a credit card. Now you can do a credit builder like self, which works pretty much as a credit card. And then they see that you're paying it on time. And then in the midst of why you're having that and you're paying it on time, you apply for a credit card. You can do a secured credit card in your case, being that you've never had one. And that's where you give them two or $300, they give you a credit card. And that's how you build. I um actually have never wanted a credit card. Mm -hmm. um, I think I could have, the first time I got letters was when I went to college years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I just, I mean, at that time, it was um, starting to become bad to have credit card debt and people were racking up so much stuff. So I just never wanted to deal with it. And I've always paid things off, like either right then or before 30 days cash straight out done yeah. but i'm finding that the older i'm getting it's a bad thing it is i and, don't understand that 
It is. Well, I mean, Remy Ma is that's that's a good example that I could use. Um, she did a, a little podcast. She had somebody on her show as a guest and she talked about credit. You know, she's OK financially, but she wanted to buy this house and she didn't want to pay for the entire thing. But she couldn't get it because she didn't have any credit. Didn't matter that she had a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in the bank. It didn't matter. The banks don't care. Like credit shows trustworthiness. So when you hear people say, oh, well, I just pay all this off in cash and yada, yada. It's okay that you can do that, but it's not a good idea. You still need some form of credit or something. So it's important that you do have some kind of credit history. You just, you need it. But a lot of that comes from lack of understanding, fear, not knowing what we're doing. It's like, oh, I don't want a credit card because I've always heard, you know, horrific stories about it. But if you understand how a credit card works, then it changes your perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just important to stay on top of it. You know, once you take out a credit card and you, you spend it, just, just pay it on time. Like you say, yeah. it, don't, it don't matter if you pay a little, a lot, you know, at least, uh, at least more than the minimum, you yeah. know, but um, and just, just pay on it. Um, I think the, let me see the, what's the, what was the next question? I want to say you pretty much covered everything. Why is it? Because you, because you talked about, but you got, you got any question, um, New Vision? Yeah. Why is it that credit is such a, a big deal? I don't, I mean, I don't comprehend how, basically to me, the way I see credit card is basically I'm charging myself twice because I'm paying you, especially if it's a secured card because that's my money anyway that I have to put onto the card, right? And then it's accessible only a certain amount. They don't even allow me to access the whole, if I put 500 into a secure card, I have $300 available, right? But that 200 has got to stay there so that they feel comfortable. But what if I need that five? The point of credit, the way that I was taught in economics, uh, I mean, yeah, I went to college too, but I was a little more recent than, you know. So when I was in economics class, uh, we were taught that credit is more of a um, just in case, as opposed to a means of uh, sustainability and movement. Uh, so I don't, to me, it's like I'm paying twice. If I'm using this card, boom. Right. I put the 500 in there, but you only give me 300. I use this card and I use this card and I use this card. But then I got to pay that amount back that I already put there. So that's that's a double up to me on, for them. But I'm still limited. So I have to use my three hundred dollar limit twice to equate to the value of money accessible, which is, you know, 75, 80 percent of what I put in there. So. What's the point? Well, I need to change your perspective on that. So I, I think the last time we talked, we had a agree to disagree. So I want to try to help you understand it a little bit. So, okay. So credit is basically another word for trust. That's what it is. So I don't think you're paying your, I don't think you're doing it twice. I think because you got to remember you're being loaned this money. So of course, when we don't, that's the thing, when we don't know how to build credit, we have to go to those secured cards. That's mm -hmm. not going to always be the case. Mm -hmm. However, everybody should look at a secured credit card as a stepping stone. So the goal is one time secured credit card. And then with that building your history, because you building trust, 
then you get those good options of zero APR, 0% APR, the 1% cash back, that kind of stuff. So when you do a $500 credit card, I think a lot of us don't understand that it's not $300 that you have. It's actually less than that. So how you break it down, because they talk about the 30% utilization rate so much. So the 30% utilization rate is, is just what it means. It's $30 of every $100. So if you have a $500 credit limit on paper, you only have $150 to spend to stay safely within the 30% utilization rate. Because if you go over that, it impacts your whole credit report. And then your score drops because you're spending too much of that credit card. Let me give you two reasons why the credit card companies and the utilization rate is so impactful and so important on your credit report. Because if you spend all of your credit card and you max them out every time, or you over, you're always spending over the 30% limit, they look at it as you cannot survive without a credit card. Uh. You just cannot survive without it. So they are less likely to give you more limits and increase your limits because you're always maxing it out. So it shows poor judgment of how you handle money. So that's the negative part of the little staying within the 30% utilization rates and all this stuff. The upside to that is if you always stay within the 30% utilization rate and only spend 150 every single time, it shows them that you can live without maxing out your cards and you pretty, you pretty much have good judgment of your, your financial status. Like you can make it with them and you can make it without them is what it shows. And a lot of us don't realize that. So that's so, the difference that helps you with the, the credit card understanding. So basically what it is, is since they've changed everything, because I was just using those numbers as, as examples, but since they've yeah. changed everything so much from the beginning of when they said credit was what you wanted to use to be able to take care of your cash, that was yeah. what it was initially instructed by uh, to us about it was to you use your credit card you save your money and then you take that money and you pay back the credit card and you continue to use the credit card it was called the revolving you know credit cycle so yeah. it sounds like the dynamics of it have reversed which to me make it even less appealing to me because if i'm looking at a 500 again just examples now just yeah. if i give you 500 to secure this credit this credit was not issued by you. I put my money in you. Right. So. But we all got to make money. It's collateral. That's what it's so, about. It's collateral. Right. So my question is, why do I need to give you collateral for access of a quarter of my money that I invested into you when I can just keep my money and do what I do on my own? Because it's a lose-lose in a sense because you don't have credit and then the banks don't trust you. So you got to remember, you're, I understand what you're saying, but the upside of it is, is you're creating a credit history to say, I am credit worthy of your little raggedy $500 or whatever it is. I'm credit worthy because my next card, I'm, it's going to show that you did well with $500. So it's easier for you to get those. $5,000, $10,000 credit cards because you've built that sustained history with them and you haven't given them any problems. No business is going to give you a credit card without some type of collateral. And even if you have a credit score of 850, that is the collateral because they, they don't look at it so much of a loss because you're more likely to pay your bills if you got a credit score above 700 or 740.
that's what well, 740 is considered uh, really good, very good. And I think um, 742, I don't have my paper in front of me. I think it's considered excellent. So that's what it is. But I mean, you can you can have that mentality, but at the same time, you know, you still need credit if you understand it. You know what I'm saying? If, if not saying that you don't, but a lot of people don't understand it. So they fear right. away from, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to get a credit card. But you have to remember, too, there's two important dates. And I do want to mention this because it's very important. And I see a lot of people get credit cards and they always pay by the due date. I tell all of my clients, scratch the due date. We don't care about the due date. You want to pay by the statement closing date. Why? Because with that, the statement closing date is when the credit bureaus or the credit card companies sit down and call the bureaus and say, hey, New Vision has a credit limit of $500, but he still owes us 300 and something dollars. And then now he's over the utilization rate, not your credit card limit, but you're over the utilization rate. So that when it calculates and FICO regenerates it in those 30 to 45 days, your score drops because now you've met everything that they said. You can't handle your money. You're showing poor judgment. So it affects your overall ability of your picture that you're being presenting to everybody else that you can either pay or you can't. So that is the big thing that I have learned. I've taught my clients, don't worry about the due date, start paying by the statement closing date. And the number one thing that paying by the statement closing date does, it doesn't give the credit card companies interest. Mm -hmm. That's why. You're, you're closing it out because if you leave a balance on that statement closing date by 1201 that night, then they get to calculate that interest. 24, 36, 29% interest. Yeah. But if you pay it off at zero, when they get ready to close you out for the month, because you're in your 25 to 29 day billing cycle, then when they mail it out to you, you don't have anything to pay and you can pay the minimum because yeah. you've either paid it off or you've paid the card, you know, way down. So they lose interest on that. That's why so many of the credit card companies lessen the credit limits because people are getting hip to, oh, I'm not giving you no interest. I'm paying this off in full by the statement closing date, not the due date. So which one is typically first, the statement closing date or the due date? The statement closing date is always first. It's yeah. always 10 to 12 days before your due date. Yeah. Before your due date. So. Okay, so... Basically, what you're saying is, um, are, are we still sticking with the, the analogy of the prepaid card? Or are we going to a person that has a 740 or better and apply for American Express or something? Which you can we? It, the, the principle works on everything, whether it's secured or whether it's a $20,000 American Express. It's the same. OK, principle. so I'm yeah. going to stick with the with the secured since I've I've experienced that and, and cut it up. Um, so basically what you're telling me is. I'm giving you five, say you're the credit agency. So I'm giving you 500 of my dollars. Right. So that you can hold it and then give me access to about 150 of it. Right. And then I have to pay you when you say on your closing date or due date or whatever, which one, if I want to make the money that I gave you, you be able to say that you can trust me with mine. That's right. basically... Yeah, because you're coming to me with poor credit. Yeah, this is for someone that's rebuilding. Okay, so this is definitely geared for a person that is concerned about. Now, I, I feel like because I don't trust the bank system. I don't trust any of it myself because it's, I mean, what, six months ago? Didn't it crash? 
you know, so lots of people lost lots of money, um, credit scores and everything got whacked. So it's not like the trustworthiness is reciprocatable on both sides. You know what I mean? For me, I can't trust the system because I know the system is designed to control and screw me. So therefore, unless you're equipped with power and knowledge. Yeah, that don't make no difference to me because no matter what, my power and my knowledge doesn't change their functionality of their design system. You see what but I'm you saying? You can hold their feet to the count. You can hold their feet to the fire, and there are there are ways that you can beat that. Okay. Consumer law protection, absolutely. Yeah, this is an agree to disagree. I don't, yeah. and I and and I know you're. This is your business, so I'm yeah. not trying to knock that. Don't take it as that. But for me, I I'm a person that it. It doesn't make it. Do, it's not logical. It's not logical to me, um, especially if I'm having to. How am I having to prove myself to you about my money that I generate without you? That doesn't. I just. I'm. It don't make sense to me. That's like me. That's like me eating my cheesecake right here and getting you full. But unfortunately, the the way that it is on paper and the way that the the overall credit picture is presented per person to whoever they're trying to receive or earn credit from, that's just what it is. It just can't be any blemishes. That's right now. That's, that's the way it is. And until we do have more knowledge, until we do have ways of understanding how to get better credit and work the workarounds until we understand it, it's probably going to be that way of thinking. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I think I'm here to, you know, for sure empower and, and let people understand it because I've always been like, man, I'm not going to get no credit card for $10,000. I feared away from it because I didn't understand it. And now I'm like, okay, no, I don't want your secure card. I had to start there too. But at the same time, when you apply for a credit card, if your credit history is strong enough and you are paying and doing what you're supposed to do, you have those benefits too. You have access to those benefits too. But a lot of that is because we don't know. Just like Pretty Girl said, you know, she's like, I could probably get a card, but I've feared away from it. But because it was taught that it was a bad thing. It was a bad thing because we were taught that's how we survive. But, you know, to me, a better quality of life, even if you don't obtain credit cards and stuff, at least the, the knowledge of how to obtain it for you to have a better quality of life. To me, that's my goal. So that's the understanding that I'm trying to get out there. Okay. And let's let's talk about some of your um some of your testimonials, you know, some of your your um your customers that, you know, some of your, your testimonials that you want to, you know, present to us on how you change their life. Like let's let's hear some of those testimonials. Okay, absolutely. So um it was a woman in Virginia. She started with me, uh she was with me for two months. And like I said, the results are not I would never say, hey, I can bring your score of 400 points in two months. It just doesn't work that way. You have to understand how to credit dispute. So when she talked to me, she's like, look, I've been praying and fasting and I know that I'm going to get a house and I want to get it swiftly. So she started with me on May 18th and August the 23rd. She was signing. She was closing on her house. She went from 530 to 686. Okay. Um, and she's in our house right now. I just had a client two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. He bought a 2020 um, 640 BMW. He makes $95,000 a year. And he had like, I guess, poor credit, but he had all this money in the bank. And I'm like, okay, did you want to pay it off? And he's like, no. And they told him that he needed credit. So I sent him like five or six credit builders. And in about three months, he drove off the lot 
with a new car. So I had another client start at 523. Um, she had tried a bunch of times to get a new car. She was with me for three months. She got a 2019. Um, this was last year. So, and it's just a matter. She said the same thing. I did not know. I was not aware, you know, and it was more educational for me. So that's why I just don't really like to think of it just as credit repair because it's credit knowledge and it's financial literacy. So that's pretty much where we are. I have a couple right now. Um, they got approved for a nice house, but they have a couple of blemishes on their credit. They're already up 60 points and they started with me last month. So I'm, I'm super excited for them. And that's just, that's some of the testimonials. My daughter has got approved for a car. She's picking it up tomorrow. She started at uh, 4.30. She's now at, um, I think, 6, 6.17, I think. And I really, yeah, I know she needs a car and everything, but it's about interest rates, you know. But now they ask questions. Even the dealership yesterday, my son, who's 16, who actually helps me do the credit disputes for my clients, he was asking all these questions. Are you doing a soft pool? How many um, are you going to shotgun blast my sister's credit to all these subprime lenders? And a subprime lender is geared towards people with low credit scores. Yeah. So of course it looks like it's glorious to us because, oh, they're going to give us this, this, give us this wonderful car, but then they're going to hit us with 26 and 27% interest. So by the time we're a year in, we tired of paying for the car. <laughs> and then we run in front of repo man. So, but for him asking questions to say, what's the lowest interest rate? You know, it just made a difference. So they thought about it, but we had to go to three dealerships, but it worked. So, and he even said, how do you know so much at 16? Like, how did you know all of that? So again, it's about education, you know, empowerment. Hey, that's what it's about right there. And unless you got like, unless you're sitting on millions on top of millions, you know, just the game yeah. you got to play in order, to, in order. Or to, unless you just know how to move money in real life without reliance. Oh, that too. All right. Because yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, we're we're sitting with the building that we're purchasing now. There's no credit involved. It's it's about doing cash business. Me personally, like I said, that until the day stops that I can't find somebody that do the same thing that I do where I can get it with cash, then I'll worry about credit. But till then, cash has always been king. And that's just, because at, at the end of the day, the credit scores and stuff is still based off the money, right? I mean, can we agree on that? It's all still based off the finance because it's finance. So oh, yeah, for sure. that goes from the plastic card down to the, the copper pennies in your pocket in literal, you know, physical translation. So I, I dig it. I understand what you're saying. And it, and it for, I see how for some that are a part of a more societal, traditional movement, it is educational. Yeah. Um, in that regard. So with that, I'll just, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you know, edu the education is still going to be a major piece of it, understanding how your money works. So so right. definitely get that. Um, so so how can the folks reach you, Kathy, that's looking for your services? Um, I am on Facebook under Laverne and Co. Um, I'm all over Facebook. You can message me through there um, and I respond pretty quickly. So I also have a website, just what it says, LavernandCo.com. Sorry, Laverne and Co. Consulting dot com so you can look at that or you can just reach out to me on facebook or you can call me we can talk about it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and i definitely paste the information so that the folks can get to you that need your services and okay i appreciate yeah. that yeah yeah so yeah i'm glad you was able to you know break that down and thank you and, me too. 
Yeah, new vision. I appreciate that too, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm always asking the different questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah.